You're listening to Muscle Medicine, where we debunk the myths in the health and wellness world to bring you the latest updates in exercise, rehab, and nutrition from industry leaders. Join your host, Dr. Emily Kyburn, chiropractor and movement expert, as she brings you simple, actionable tips to reach your fullest potential. Hey there, Dr. Emily Kybert here with Muscle Medicine Podcast. Switching it up today, we're going to do a solo episode, just me sharing marathon recovery tips. So New York City Marathon, which is so epic, the crowds are insane, is right around the corner from the day that we're recording it today, 11 days out till the New York City Marathon. And I, at the clinic, at Urban Wellness Clinic, have seen a lot of really elite runners, some of the runners that come in one, two, first place, second place, even top 10 at New York City and Boston Marathon, and who also go on to run for the US Olympic team. And I've seen what their muscle quality looks like, what the tissue feels like, the injuries they've dealt with, but I've also seen how they train and how they recover. So that's kind of one group of runners that I've had experience with. And then another group is the corporate warriors, those type A folks in New York City who sit all day, you know, eight to 10, 12 hours a day, and then they train on the side, right? So it's almost like they have two full-time jobs. And I think what a lot of people have to remember is that the elite, the elite runners train, and then they recover the rest of the day. They train and then they recover and recovering from their training runs is also the, their full-time job. They don't sit around working. They don't have the added stress of an office job. Most runners just want to put their shoes on and go, but just as with any training or any sport, there is overuse. And oftentimes people assume that the elite athletes and the elite runners are the most healthy And oftentimes they're not, they're struggling with injuries, but they're pushing through to get them to their goal. And a lot of our elite runners need the balance of strength training and some plyometrics. And a lot of them don't want to bulk up and we totally get that. So we do some banded exercises, weighted medicine balls, dynamic movements, because running is so linear and especially because it's so exertional, if you're running at those really quick times that the elite runners are running, there's a lot of chest breathing, right? And so that chest breathing and that exertional breathing and huffing and puffing for about two hours and a little bit over can create certain compensations. So those compensations can be overuse of neck muscles, an excess arch in the low back, a lack of core stability, sleepy glutes, not being able to rotate that well, through the mid-back and the low back, which can affect biomechanics. And so part of recovery is not only decreasing the inflammation from the run and supporting the muscle and muscle recovery after you run, and it's also to get those compensations to correct themselves when we're not running. So we don't want to be in that state of exertion, that postural mechanics that happens when we exert ourselves, we don't want that in the rest of our day. So today's episode is going to be all about recovery, how the elite recover, 
and also what we give patients in the clinic. So one of the biggest things that we see people only have people come in for is Normatec. And think about inflatable leggings, like you're wearing a marshmallow suit from Ghostbusters, and it's modulated compression therapy. So you're wearing these leggings, you zip them up, you turn it on, and air starts to inflate down by the feet. And then at the ankles, the calves, the knees, the thighs. And it kind of circulates up and down like that to start to push inflammation from the feet and the calves up towards the heart so it can get processed by our lymphatic system. So kind of like a lymph massage, a lymphatic massage that's trying to push inflammation distal to proximal from the feet up to the hips so that it can start to process the inflammation at the heart. Normatec does the same thing, except it does it with air. And so people find a lot of relief doing 15, 30 minutes of Normatec, that compression leggings, a couple days after running the marathon. And I know most people are just thinking, okay, I just got to get across the finish line. Why am I thinking about recovery? I got to just get mentally ready to cross the finish line. But recovery like I mentioned before, is equally as important. So first thing is Normatec. The second one is active release technique. I consider it the gold standard of soft tissue massage. It's not deep. It's actually a certain kind of touch to allow the fascia and the muscle and the superficial layers to move across one another and over the deeper layers. Oftentimes after the New York City Marathon, we'll see people for pain in their knees, their IT band, hamstrings, quads, calves, and their low back. So active release technique will help start to allow the fascia and the muscle layers start to glide across one another through movement. So think of a typical massage. You just lay face down. The muscle fibers are kind of just in one plane of motion. So active release technique shortens the muscle you find your touch, you find how deep you want to go, you find where there's scar tissue or tightness, and then you start to lengthen the muscle. So it's not passive, it's very active, and you're trying to get the superficial layers to move across the deeper layers. IT bands down the sides of your leg, where you're getting pulling on the side of your knee, great for. And then also quads, right? Because running is often quad dominant. So we see that a lot in terms of recovery about two to three days after the marathon. First is Normatec. Second is active release. Third is, you know, right after the marathon, jumping in an ice bath, 20, 30 minutes. Not the most pleasant. Most people want to do heat or relax, but ice baths will really, your body will thank you. Number four is a movement sequence that resets the body. So think about running. It's very linear, kind of going one direction, start to finish. Sometimes in the New York City Marathon, you're kind of running around people, right? Especially if you're in a um, a slower time group, but pretty much it's linear. So oftentimes we find that our runners need rotation. So like the mid back, the low back, it's really locked and they lose their ability to turn and rotate especially with our breathing patterns where it's really exertional. We're using a lot of chest breathing. 
our oblique muscles, our muscles that turn us, also help us exhale and breathe out. And when we're running, it's a lot of inhaling to get us across the finish line. And those oblique muscles kind of get in a lockdown. So part of the movement sequence reset is to work rotation. So we'll work rolling patterns. We'll work the beginning couple moves of a Turkish getup. We'll work a Palov press, which is actually anti-rotation, but it helps get a little stability in addition to the mobility with the rolling. So that's another recovery tip is being able to do a movement sequence reset. I also really love gentle strength training just to get the body moving and get the blood flowing probably two to three days after the marathon. It kind of depends how much you beat yourself up during the race and how hard you go. But getting blood flowing through the muscles, getting those muscles that can kind of get sleepy turned on. So we see a lot of runners who their glute muscles start to, basically they have like glute amnesia. Their glute muscles get sleepy. Kind of don't technically need your glutes to be super turned on when you're running. So as part of recovery, we use strength training to get those glutes turned on. And it might be some glute bridges, single-legged glute bridges, thrusters, some gentle deadlifts, lunges to get that lateral glute to turn on, eccentrically under load, standing up against gravity. Other things we'll train are correcting the imbalance of quad dominance, right? So the quads get super turned on when we run. Oftentimes it can pull our pelvis into that tilt. It can create this imbalance of the quad to the hamstrings. So people like to massage and foam roll the quads, but using strength training to unlock that quad dominance is super powerful. So typically we'll put our runners in a half kneel stance. So back knees on the floor, front foot is forward, knees are at 90 degrees, and just have them tuck their tailbone down and breathe into their belly. When you tuck your tailbone down, you'll feel a lengthening through the quad. And as you're breathing into your belly, you're giving yourself core stability. So in that half kneeling position, we'll just get them to breathe for 15 breaths. That's about a minute, a minute and a half. Breathing down into the belly and then a long, slow exhale, creating a little brace in the belly. Then we'll add a weight. So it might just be like holding a kettlebell at the chest or holding the kettlebell in one hand. So if your left foot is forward, you would hold the kettlebell in your right hand with the bell on the backside of your forearm. So a half kneeling racked hold, half kneeling racked hold. Same thing, just tucking the tailbone, getting the ribs stacked over the pelvis and just creating a breath in the brace into the belly to give yourself good core stability. And that will start to help unlock the quads. You're literally telling the brain, lengthen the quad, make my core work, right? So you're correcting that compensation of core sleepy quad or dominant. It's kind of like a bad group project. There's like the type A overworkers working, 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 tearing their hair, going crazy. And then there's the lazy ones that just kick it back. So if you only told the hard workers to not work so hard, they would just go back to working hard. So you have to get the lazy people to start to work harder to correct the imbalance. So same thing with that half kneeling racked kettlebell hold to unlock that quad dominance and turn your core on. Another area that we do some gentle strength training for as recovery after the New York City Marathon 
is laying on your back, knees up at 90, a little bit higher than your hips. Knees are wider than your hips. Feet are higher than your knees. Okay. We call it six months supine. This is what we do when we're six months old, three months to six months. All we learn to do is bring our knees up to 90 and be able to hold them up there without arching our back. And then we breathe into the belly. Sometimes we'll give people a weight to hold up towards the sky overhead, usually around 12 kilos, which is 25 pounds. And this helps get that sway out of the back. So when we're running and we're breathing, lots of chest breathing, we'll get some almost overarching in the back. And then we finish our race, our brain is remembering to keep that arch. And so we have to reset that pattern with some gentle training. So six months supine on your back, knees at 90, feet a little higher than the knees, breathing down into your belly, all the way around towards the sky, breathing wide, breathing into your low back to get that sway out of the low back. Going through those recovery tips, and these are mainly movement and soft tissue-based Normatec, active release technique, ice baths, movement sequence resets, so movement resets, usually in through rotation, and then some gentle strength training. So hitting the glutes, turning them on, unlocking the quads, turning on the core. So those are what we do in the clinic. Some of the other things that we recommend is oftentimes we see people totally getting destroyed by the marathon and getting sick. Their immune system just gets totally taint. No matter how much running has happened, (laughs) even in those long runs, even in your training, you're never training the full 26.2 miles. Usually the longest long runs are around 20, 22 miles. So a lot of people get sick after they run the marathon. And there's like so much excitement. The crowds are going wild. The adrenaline's rushing. 72 hours after running the marathon, your body is more susceptible to colds and flu due to elevated cortisol, which gets kicked in from stress. So elevated cortisol levels. There was a professor of health and exercise science at Appalachian State University, Dr. Neiman. And he talks about how running is a huge stressor. And what you put your body through is beyond, in his words, what's good for it. He knows because he's run 58 marathons and ultra marathons. An ultra marathon is longer than a marathon. And so he finds that after about 90 minutes of running, glucose, blood glucose levels begin to drop. And that's assuming the runner has not been taking in, you know, the proper amounts of carbohydrates, right? And every runner should be having their nutrition dialed in. And it triggers a release of stress hormones, particularly cortisol. And these hormones suppress and stress a lot of components of the immune system, hence why some of our runners get sick 72 hours after they run. Phagocytes and NK cells are just less efficient at killing those microbes, those microbial invaders that we get exposed to, especially in New York City, especially after the race when all the runners cross the line and they're sweaty and then they're all going to the same restaurants in the same subway (laughs) together. The microphages don't communicate well with lymphocytes. So all the important antibodies and saliva and mucous membranes drop dramatically. So how do you combat this getting sick? High dose vitamin C, getting tons of rest, getting plenty of hydration. Also some nutritional recommendations. So 
I was asking Dr. Gabrielle Lyon about her recommendations of how you would supplement or support muscle recovery after running the marathon. And her biggest recommendations were branched chain amino acids, plenty of hydration, proper carb and protein intake to help with muscle recovery. So branched chain amino acids, plenty of hydration, and then carb and protein intake. So one of the other things that we recommend our runners to do is legs up the wall, which is a yoga move. So it helps with inflammation. So as you're running, inflammation can get going throughout the entire body. But sometimes after we run, we just kind of crash and our legs will feel heavy. They'll feel boggy. So one of the great ways to start to get that inflammation to get processed is by laying on your back, butt against the wall, legs up the wall. If it's too much for your hamstrings, just scoot your tush away from the wall a little bit and bend your knees and lay there for usually 15, 20 minutes feels really good. And it just feels really good on the body. To all our marathoners running New York City in 11 days, you inspire us so much with your dedication and your training. And I totally get it. I have so many runners who are training during the summer, right? Because you really have to start your training, build your base 20 miles a week, way in advance for three months before you even start increasing your mileage for the New York City Marathon. And trainings and long runs that start during the summer mean less nights out and less, you know, whining and dining in New York City, which is really nice during the summertime with those warm nights, less rosé. So I get it. It's been like such a journey and such a dedication to your training. So remember for your run, don't do anything new that you didn't do in training, right? So day of the race, don't wake up and be like, oh, I'm going to try this new carbohydrate pack, or I'm going to change how I dial in my water intake. Just do what you've done through training. Don't do anything new. Just do what you did through training, right? Because you don't want to throw your body off on big race day. Remember for your run, you are a badass. Say it and believe it. I often, when I was training for half marathons and for triathlons, that was my mantra was you are a badass, Em. You are a badass. A couple other mantras that I had, and it's really important, I think, to have that mantra in your head, saying to yourself, especially to get you across the finish line, especially on that bridge from Queens back into Manhattan, where there's like a little bit less crowds, there's an incline up over the bridge, is nothing more, nothing less. Nothing more, nothing less. Another great one is I am or Satnam, which is the yogic version of that. So whatever it is, just have a mantra to get you across the finish line, especially in those tough parts of the race where there's a little bit less crowds, there's an incline, and you're feeling the depletion of energy. And then the other thing is at the beginning of your race, pace yourself going across the bridge at the start. The crowds will carry you in Brooklyn and just making sure you're pacing yourself because a lot of our runners will go out too fast. Not the elite ones, more of like the corporate warrior runners will go out too fast because all that excitement of the crowds are pushing too hard and they burn out too early in the race. So hopefully this was helpful for all of those running the New York City Marathon. 
tips on recovery from a movement perspective, a little bit of nutrition and muscle recovery. Runners, we love you. Have a great race day and we'll see you after the race. That's a wrap. I have two truths that I fully believe in. First, to be 1% better every single day. And second, all feedback is good feedback because it helps us grow. Why do I say this? If you're enjoying these conversations and you find this is adding value, send us some love by subscribing to Muscle Medicine Podcast on iTunes. And if you want to share your voice with the world and scream it from the rooftops and tell your friends, or you can just give us a little feedback so we can grow by rating and reviewing Muscle Medicine on iTunes. Thank you guys so much gratitude. Dr. Emily Kybert here.